Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of the Cheryl Ackeson podcast on justthenews.com. I hope you'll check out all the Just the News podcasts. You can go to justthenews.com and see the list of them on the homepage. Today, an interview with the first Trump appointee fired under President Biden, just minutes after Biden took the oath of office. What could be seen as such an emergency or vendetta? In today's increasingly managed information landscape, independent journalism has never been more important. Support factual reporting without the censorship by visiting CherylAckeson.com and click the Store tab. Proceeds from sales go to causes related to independent reporting, including the new ION Awards I'm sponsoring to encourage accurate, off-narrative, original reporting. Also, check out my bestsellers on this topic, Stonewalled, Slanted, and The Smear. And thanks for being part of the solution. I'll start out by saying you can find lots of criticism of Michael Pack, but not so much about his side of the story, something that you know I like to specialize in, bringing facts to light that fight the predominant and managed media narratives, exposing censored information, studies, people, generally fighting back against the propagandized, controlled information landscape and the efforts to tell people what they can and cannot see, think, read, and hear. For background today, let me read a little bit from one article that actually had a deeper side of this story, the article written by Byron York in the Washington Examiner. He writes, In 2018, Congress changed the Broadcasting Board of Governors' name to the U.S. Agency for Global Media and put it under the control of a single Senate-confirmed chief executive officer. Michael Pack was the first to hold the job. Now I'm deviating from the article for just a minute. As an aside, the U.S. Agency for Global Media qualifies as one of the biggest media organizations in the world. I guess you could say it's a bipartisan promotional arm of U.S. government created by Congress to spread messages of freedom, democracy, and core American values to the rest of the world via Voice of America and other outlets. So back to Byron York's article. At 12.21 p.m., as the inauguration ceremonies went on outside the Capitol, Pack received an email from Catherine Russell, director of White House personnel, a job she had held for 21 minutes at that point. Quote, on behalf of President Biden, I am writing to request your resignation as CEO of the U.S. Agency for Global Media. If you do not resign by 2 p.m. Eastern time today, President Biden will remove you from that office. A respected documentary filmmaker and former head of television programming for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, Pat came into office with the goal of restoring the agency, Byron York writes, to its original mission, which had begun decades ago with the Voice of America. What was the original mission? Pack went back to its original charter, which said the agency should provide news that is, quote, accurate, objective, and comprehensive. The charter also said it should, quote, present a balanced and comprehensive projection of significant American thought and institutions, present the policies of the United States clearly and effectively, and present responsible discussion and opinions on these policies. PAC delivered that jolt 
in the form of firing the heads of four of the news networks that made up the organization, Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, Radio Free Asia, the Middle East Broadcasting Networks, and the Office of Cuba Broadcasting. In addition, the head of the fifth and most prominent network, Voice of America, resigned just before his arrival. Such a house cleaning is not at all rare in management changeovers in the world of private business. I'll again deviate from the article to say these kind of management changes also aren't rare in some corners of government because these are political positions or political appointees that get to decide who manages the organizations. And when you talk about how these media outlets were chartered with presenting the policies of the United States clearly and effectively, that includes presenting the policies of Donald Trump, not just the presidents that the people who work at these agencies like, but any president's policies, because the president of the United States is the person who dictates policies of the United States. Again, though, not to get too far off track, President Trump often wasn't treated that way. I remember hearing some State Department officials testify before Congress that they understood what President Trump's instructions were when it came to foreign policy in Ukraine, but they admitted that they openly defied and declined to do what the president had said or ordered behind his back. And the reason they gave for this is that President Trump's instructions were not in line with the policies of the United States. And I was watching these hearings thinking at home, President Trump's instructions are the policies of the United States, whether or not the people who are supposed to execute them agree with them. Anyway, back to our story about Michael Pack. Once in place in his job, he says he found broad mismanagement and bias at these agencies. So if you're intrigued after this interview here with him and you want to know more, you can sure find a lot of stories against PAC. Just do a simple internet search. Here are a few highlights. From NPR, former CEO Michael Pack created such a whirlwind of scandal at the Voice of America's parent agency that it obscured just how much damage he caused. We take a look at the human cost. From AP Associated Press, Former President Donald Trump's handpicked chief of U.S. international broadcasting has quit amid a burgeoning staff revolt and growing calls for his resignation. Michael Pack resigned as the chief executive office, that should say officer, of the U.S. Agency for Global Media just minutes after President Joe Biden was inaugurated on Wednesday. The agency runs the Voice of America and sister networks. Pack had created a furor when he took over the agency last year and fired the boards of all the outlets under his control, along with the leadership of the individual broadcast networks. The actions were criticized as threatening the broadcaster's prized editorial independence. Well, I'm going to deviate from that and say that I'm not so sure that these news organizations, which fall under the umbrella of a U.S. government charter, have the kind of editorial independence that they thought they had. Well, you get the idea. Probably you've never heard of Michael Pack before this or even the agency that he headed. But once he took the helm, there were dozens of articles like I just read you and NPR and the Washington Post and other media outlets attacking him. All the while, while big news items of importance to millions of people were often left unexplored, uninvestigated, or barely covered. After you hear from Pack, you might want to take some of the criticism against him with a grain of salt. Here's Michael Pack, former CEO of the U.S. Agency for Global Media. If you had to explain to somebody in very simple terms, 
because most people probably have never heard of it. What is the U.S. Agency for Global Media? What is it? Well, the U.S. Agency for Global Media is an umbrella organization that includes the five government-funded international broadcasters, The Voice of America, Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, Office of Cuba Broadcasting, Middle East Broadcasting Networks, and Radio Free Asia. And together, they have a huge audience, over 350 million people a week. But it's all international. They're they're, they're broadcast all over the world in 70-plus languages. So, and they have a budget, an annual budget of about 850 million a year, which is, uh, makes them one of the largest media organizations in the world. Is the stated purpose of this media group to get the American position out to the rest of the world on its social issues and political issues? The, the mission is really to promote American ideals and principles to the world, like freedom and democracy. And not to represent the views of one party, but to represent the views and values of America writ large. And to do that, part of the way it does that is by presenting the news. But unlike private commercial uh, news organizations, it is required by law to be balanced, to reflect the diversity of viewpoints across the spectrum of the American people, not not one party or another. You were quite possibly the first... Trump administration person fired mm-hmm. under the Biden administration? I was. Um, I, I got an, a call from the, the, the then pre, pre, President Biden's office 20 minutes after the inauguration saying if I didn't resign by the end of the day, they would fire me. Who was it who made the call? I don't even remember. Okay. Um, but I was told and Politico reported that that was the first foreign policy decision of the Biden administration. So that's kind of an honor to be given that kind of importance. What do you think made that so important to get rid of the head of an agency that most people have never heard of? <laughs> well, I think that the Biden people take media and culture seriously, like the Democrats and the left do generally. As I said, the, 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 this agency is supposed to be balanced, objective, reflect all points of view. And over the last bunch of years, it had drifted way to the left with very biased, distorted programming. And my goal, my attempt, attempt to move it back to the center where it was supposed to be was perceived by many on the left to be a loss of their power and their influence. And I think they took that pretty seriously. Can you give a couple of examples of programming that you think unfairly leaned too far left without any balance? Well, one very notorious example is we had there, there was a piece that ran on the Urdu service, which is supposed to be targeted to Pakistan, but was really all in English with with you know Urdu subtitles, and it was essentially a repackaged Biden ad. It appealed. It was Biden speaking, and then spokesman for Biden appealing to Arab-speaking people across the country, but especially in Michigan, where this, his speech originated, just to flip their vote for the Democrats. And it was really a repackaged ad with the VOA name on it. And while Biden was running for president? During the campaign, that's right, while Biden was running for president. Was and there any counterpoint from the Trump campaign? There was no counterpoint, and there was no sense, there was no balancing viewpoint in there. And we spotted it, my, my little team, you know, the, the way these agencies work, as you know, Cheryl, is they're mainly career people. There are about 4,000 people in USAGM, and I could bring in maybe 10 politicals with me. And my little group of 10 ran across the fact that this was running. And we asked them to take it down and that it, since it violated the VOA charter. Which I must say they did, and then, but we've discovered a week later that an audio-only version was still running, and 
uh, unlike in the past, we've tried to figure out how this ran, who's responsible, where's the oversight, and we asked the career people to investigate and to hold accountable the people responsible. And my effort to look at the responsibility for that was deemed abridgment of the First Amendment right of the people, of the reporters there, even though they the were work for the government. They work for the government in the first place. They're not independent journalists in the, in the sense of a, a reporter working for CNN or, or Fox. But also, I wasn't abridging anything. I was simply looking into this breach of their own charter, and not I, but the career people. But they perceived it to be a, a you know, an assault on their freedom. More with Michael Pack after a short break. Tasks, deadlines, and projects. What if your teams had a tool that brought everything together? Trello is the project management tool that powers collaboration for over 2 million teams across the globe, including 80% of Fortune 500s. Trello brings teams together by tracking daily to-dos and provides a high-level view across projects and teams. From product development and design to support and production, Trello helps all teams move their work forward together. Thousands of IT admins around the world trust Trello to keep their work safe. With Trello, your teams will have access to hundreds of top-tier integrations they can rely on. A big reason why Trello is top-rated for employee satisfaction. It's where companies do their best work. Trello for enterprise. Learn more by visiting trello.com slash for enterprise. That's T-R-E-L-L-O dot com slash for enterprise. We're back with documentary filmmaker Michael Pack, former head of the U.S. Agency for Global Media under President Trump. How important do you think this agency and its work is to those who want to control a political message or the message that we send around the world? It seems like it was very important. In my eight months in office, there were 40 pieces about me, all critical, in the Washington Post, including four op-eds and four editorials and a similar amount of coverage on NPR and a lot of coverage by the New York Times and Politico and everyone else. But, But I want to say that I do think this agency does a lot of very good reporting, and there are a lot of reporters who are not necessarily biased. I think it is largely middle and senior management that reflect these views and are distorting the agency from what its mission is, which I actually think is an important mission. Not a lot of people have heard of this agency because its objective is to reach foreign audiences around the world. But look, we are in a battle of ideas today. American ideas, American ideals are under attack all over the world, especially from places like China and Iran and North Korea and Cuba. And, And we need to fight for the principles that America was founded on like democracy, like um, human rights. And we need to represent those views in a strong way. That was the purpose of these organizations. And they really proved their worth during the Cold War when they stood for those principles and the people struggling against the totalitarianism of the Soviet Union felt that they were a light in the darkness. And you had heroes of the battle against Soviet communism, like Lech Walesa in Poland and Václav Havel in Czechoslovakia, talking about how the VOA and Radio for Europe, Radio Liberty were so important to them in their battle. And it's just as important today when we are in a new struggle uh, against ideas that we do not believe in. Is it fair to say that things have changed, though, that the ideals of the founding or founding ideals to the, let's say it's freedom and democracy, 
a lot of people may now consider those right-wing ideologies versus left-wing ideologies, and that we've now divided politically. We don't even all agree on what our ideology should be as a nation. I think that is a challenge for this organization. I think during the Cold War, there was still a consensus of what principles Americans believed in. But I agree with you, Cheryl, that given the fact that that has frayed, if not torn during this period, it's very hard for this agency to know what principles that it is representing. I mean, when, you know, there were many pieces, for example, about Black Lives Matter that this agency did and racism in America. And do we think America is systemically racist? And if you, if that's part of your coverage and that's what you're saying to the world, it is hardly an admirable place, you know, then maybe how, how can the people receiving that message necessarily think our system is superior to the Chinese system or the North Korean system? Um, so, yes, I, I, for one, in fact, do not think America is systemically racist. And although we have done horrible things in this area, they are when we fall short of our principles, not they're not fundamentally who we are. And how you spin that has a lot to do with what you're saying to the rest of the world. And I think that does make the current moment a challenge for this kind of organization. What's happened to the agency since you've left? Well, so in my time there, I tried to get rid of people who were, I think, bad actors. And in particular, there was a huge security breach. There are 4,000 people in the agency, and it had been reported to us that 1,500 were improperly cleared. And that was reported to us by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence and the Office of Personnel Management, and they've been complaining over 10 years. So I tried to correct that and get rid of the people responsible, but the Biden administration has hired the same people responsible for that security breach back. They've rehired the people responsible for that Urdu video that everyone knows was biased back. So I think it's a return to the status quo before I came, and that's really sad. What's the lesson in all of this, if there's a takeaway? Well, Cheryl, I come away from this feeling it is very hard to reform agencies. I mean, this agency is small by government standards, 4,000 people. But they simply did not feel the need to follow what I said or what President Trump said. He, he was elected. I was confirmed by the Senate. But those people at that agency felt they knew the way the media should be, and they felt no need to respond to the political process. They felt they knew journalism, and what did Trump know? The fact that he was president did not mean they should listen to him. So I don't think it's easy. I came away very skeptical about how, how, or at least aware of the very great difficulties in reforming the permanent bureaucracy. On the other hand, I believe you can have an impact on the media and news and culture in the free market. And I think I come away believing that people who are right of center, as I am, need to step up their efforts in that area, or we will let the other side tell all the stories. Michael Pack is currently president of Manifold Productions, an independent film and television production company in Washington, D.C., and served as CEO of the U.S. Agency for Global Media under President Trump. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and if so, leave a review, subscribe, and share with your friends. I also hope you'll support independent journalism by visiting the new Cheryl Ackeson store at CherylAckeson.com with plenty of novel and fun items for you and your independent thinking friends. 
Also check out my other podcast, Full Measure After Hours, and all the Just the News podcasts wherever you like to listen. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. All right, folks, all of you know the story about my crick in my neck and how I bought a MyPillow a few years ago, and all of a sudden, my neck just healed up. In fact, the orthopedist couldn't figure out what the heck had John done. It was simple. I just bought one of Mike Lindell's pillows, and I all of a sudden found I wasn't sleeping right on my pillow. Mike's pillows did the trick. Well, guess what? He's done it again. He's got something new. He's now introducing his new My Slippers. You want the best slipper ever, the best foot experience late at night. Well, Mike has got, he took over two years to develop this. He designed it to wear this slipper indoor and outdoor all day long. It's comfortable, it's durable. It's made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue in the slipper. And it's made with quality leather suede. They look good, they feel good, they wear good. For a limited time now, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. You will also receive a free book with any purchase. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want to get some for the whole family. It's a great gift, especially heading into Springtown. So here, here's what you do. You go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's easy to remember, right? The promo code JUSTNEWS and you will get deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets the MyPillow mattress topper, and of course, the MyPillow towel set. And don't forget, y'all want those my slippers. You got to have them. They're incredible. Here's another way you can take advantage of this. You can call 800-951-3715 and use the promo code JUSTNEWS when someone picks up. Call 800-951-3715. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. Pretty simple stuff for the best slipper sheet pillow experience of your life. <laughs> 